One of my favorite things about doing these interviews and these podcast episodes are the people that I get to speak to and get to interview for you, Slay Nation. I mean, I I am hoping that in doing this, you all as an audience are being able to retain some information, be inspired, and know that whatever dream or goal you're trying to pursue is not out of reach. That it is incredibly, totally possible for you to do whatever it is that you want in this life. Like, so incredibly serious about that because sometimes I feel like a lot of us sit down and think that things aren't possible because we can't figure out a way or anything like that or we don't have a clear path or we just have a direction but we're kind of just figuring things out. But with our next guest, Mari Carmen Lopez, she is the epitome of just making things happen and trusting the process and letting things align. Um, I think all of us can take a lesson from her, myself included, in practicing patience and just knowing that things will fall into place and working hard for every opportunity that you are given. In this episode, we dive right into her journey in becoming an executive producer, a showrunner, working on Love and Hip Hop, Miami and New York, and also with her newest project, Black Ink Los Angeles. I'm so excited for you guys to hear this story because it definitely inspired me and I hope it inspires you. Welcome back to another episode of the So She Slays podcast. I am your lovely host and co-founder of So She Slays, Heather, and I am so stoked to have an amazing guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Mari Carmen Lopez. I am a human first, uh, but my <laughs> uh, professional title is executive producer and currently show running the amazing Black Ink Crew Compton season two. Yes. And you also were executive producer and showrunner of a very successful and long running show like Love and Hip Hop Miami and New York, correct? Yes, I actually started my career um, in television uh, with Love and Hip Hop New York, not exact, not show running. So people always tend to get, um, you know, the two mixed up. There are executive producers on the show, but they may not necessarily be the showrunners. So I started, um, you know, my television career with Love and Hip Hop as as a as an AP, as an associate producer, as a casting producer prior to that, but then grew grew along the ranks and ended as an EP back home in season 10 of New York before the pandemic happened. But yes, EP. <laughs> so so you're like, yes, all of the above. Um, <laughs> to kind of break it down for those of us who are, are listening and not involved in this industry, difference between EP and showrunner? It depends. So in television, television and film are very different. You know, um, director reigns supreme in the film world, but in television, it's the producer. Um, and, you know, the showrunner uh, is the person that is in charge of the creative direction of the show, um, the budgets of the show. You know, there are line producers, people hear producers and they hear they think it's just one thing. But there are so many producers that are all involved and in all very important parts of making a project happen because TV is big business. Um, so, yeah, so the showrunner is involved in the creative direction of the show, um, usually in charge of the budgets and everything like down the line. Um, and yeah, line producers are involved with budgets. Um, they handle the budgets of the show. Then you have your 
uh, production managers, your segment producers, your supervising producers, your field producers, your talent producers, your associate producers. You have all very important part of making the magic happen. So none of them, whether the title, you can be a PA or an EP, all very important parts of making the, 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 the wheel move. Yes. Um, and, you know, myself being in production um, as well, I can definitely, you know, follow up with that and say I completely 100% agree because there's been so many times where, you know, I started out as a PA and worked myself up to producing, but um, it was one of those things where every single person counted. Uh, you need them a hundred percent. Absolutely. And so I kind of want to start off our awesome interview because I'm so excited to talk to you about Thank this. Thank you. Same here. You are a woman of color. Amen. You're strong. Uh, we, we talked a little bit before this interview and I can tell just right off the bat, I mean, you just have this energy and this strength about you. Um, what was it like? Because TV, film, entertainment in general sen- tends to be male dominated. And it's one thing to be a woman coming up through the ranks. It's another thing to be a woman of color coming up through the ranks. So what was that experience like for you? I will say, you know, even before television, um, I was in music. I was in the music industry. I worked for um, Slip and Slide Records, which is a the number one, um, I will still say, Florida label um, that started the careers of Trick Daddy, Trina, Rick Ross, Plies, like really dope Florida artists, if you guys know who those artists are. And, you know, I will say that I believe I found, I feel like God put me in places where I was aligned and I found my tribe early. You know, I mm. found, I really, I I met, you know, I, I was uh, ushered in through a black woman, her name is Wendy Morgan. She was the former VP of marketing at Slip and Slide Records. Um, and she, I was waitressing. I was waitressing and bartending at a comedy club when I was in college and not even knowing that this would end up being the the path in my life. Um, she saw something in me that I didn't see in myself at the time and said, I think, you know, we should bring you in as an intern. I was between me and my best friend. We were like the two most popular waitresses. It was the big Tuesday nights at the comedy club where all like the celebrities and artists would come to the show. And, you know, her and I would rock, you know, her and I would rock the the tables and rock the people and just entertain them and, and have a good time with them and be very like just extroverted and fun. And she saw something in me. She had one of the um, artists from the label at the time there. Um, and said, you know, I think we should bring in for an internship. And and I was like, okay, not knowing what <laughs> I was getting myself into. Um, and and she, you know, she she saw whatever she saw in me at the time. And you know, I started off as a as a public relations um, intern, and uh, worked my way up. And you know, then it was Ted Lucas, who is the owner and CEO of Slip and Slide Records who saw something in me as well that I uh, didn't see in myself, you know? So he was revamping the boss man management um, part of the label, which is the management division for the artist. Uh, and, you know, decided to give me uh, a position within the management side of the label um, when they had signed Jagged Edge at the time. Um, Cause they, after Jagged Edge ended their, their, um, their dealings with Def Jam, they came over to on the independent side. So they went to slip and slide. And, you know, I was uh, in charge of them from a label standpoint. Um, And then uh, Byron Trice, I have to credit him, who really helped me 
make the moves in the business. He's a black man as well, who was a big part of Clyde's career and has managed other, you know, Miami and Florida based artists. And, you know, I, I, I say that to say that, you know, I had people championing for me from the start. I will say that. And then getting into my uh, television career was, you know, I have to credit Mona Scott Young, who is a minority woman. She's Haitian, um, you know, and she was a powerhouse in the music business. And when she transitioned into television, she became a powerhouse on that end. And I was with her from the very early starts of of Love & Hip Hop Miami when she decided to make TV her full-time uh, career. And um, and yes, yeah, Stephanie Gale. I mean, I I was ushered in with women of color, you know. So wow. I will say that my story may be. I don't want to say my story is unique because there should be more stories like that, right? Um, and and I think that they should just be broadcasted more. That you know, women do support each other. There's always this narrative, and it it does. It I'm not gonna say it doesn't exist. You know, women having. You know, they're in a competitive sport. And back in the days, women didn't have the opportunities that we have now. You know, there was a one woman to the whole department. And if she was black or brown, it was even more of a rare thing. And it's like a woman had to hold her position strong. And maybe she didn't reach out the way yeah. that we should all now. You know, so I don't, you know, it is what it is back then. But now the opportunities are endless. And we are taking over boardrooms in ways that we weren't before. So it's important and a responsibility for us to, you know, yeah. reach back when we're, in those, when we're in those positions of influence and power. So, and I will say, I'm very proud to say that I have a predominantly black and brown female producing team on the show. I have a couple of dope black men as well. Um, but women mostly are running this whole black and crew Compton team. So I will say we really... We doing it. <laughs> Good. Oh my gosh. No, I can't, I can't even stress to people like how important it is to really champion for not only yourself, but like, remember the people that you kind of worked along with Absolutely. Too, because it's like, if you're in a position to be able to provide an opportunity, you better provide that fucking opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I don't, you know, I, I, I've been blessed, you know, obviously there's been mad obstacles and a lot of hard work to get to get here um it was not handed to me but when it was handed to me i made sure to prove myself that i deserve to be here so um and 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 i'm not the only one there's a bunch of amazing great women and men i don't want to take away from the dope men also that are that are in our our world right but there are a lot of phenomenal women that you know, really work their butts off and they should be given the opportunities and the spaces to learn and grow. So I hope that in whatever space I'm in, I can provide that for somebody else. Yeah. And you kind of mentioned too, in the beginning that you really did. I mean, like what you just laid out, you, you definitely found your tribe and your path right. early, yep. which is, you know, that's a blessing in itself. I know that there's like tons mm -hmm. of people out there who are still trying to figure it out. Um, still trying to make their way and find their own way. Um, and that's, that's awesome that you were able to kind of just, do you think in, in a way it was just charted out for you? Like this path I do. was just I, like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to lie because I, I had no idea what I was getting into when I got here. Like I, I had no idea that internship would turn into a job and that job would turn into relationships that I built while I was on the road that ended up getting me to New York. Um, you know, that ended up getting me 
in a position at a television. I mean, I again, it's not like it was handed, you know, right? It was just aligned. Yeah. Aligned, and that's all I can say. So, you know, I, I never would have thought it, but I you know hard work and and figuring out how to leverage your relationships. And because that's more important, I think, than sometimes a dollar bill is the relationships you form and build in this business and in your life, you know, to be frank. Um, Just be a good so person. The like- <laughs> yeah, it, the relationships really, you know, and leveraging them and figuring it out. You know, the first thing I did in television was casting. I mean, I was a PA for somebody in Miami on a film called Percentage in 2000 and like 10 or 11. So that's like, very long time ago, but I was, it's my first thing is casting. So that was even an essence of providing an opportunity for somebody, right. To be able to potentially audition for a show and that show could, you know, make, make them, you know, so if they knew how to take advantage of the opportunity. So from the beginning, it's been an opportunity, right. I get one, one, I get one, I give one. So I did castings for a long time. And then I was given the opportunity to produce on a television show. So I started, um, season four of love and hip hop, New York. So, you know, I was around it. I started casting at season three and then I officially came on board as season four. So from there it's, it's been up, you know, when it's Ah. up, what is it? When it's up, it's stuck. (laughs) What's that Cardi? So it's been, it's been, it's been up and ever since. So I, that's just, that's God's way of telling me you're supposed to be here. Right. You know, no matter yeah. the obstacles, the, the heartbreaks, the, the heart aches, the headaches, you know, it's, it's meant for me to be in, in this, you know, in some, in some way. So. Yeah. So speaking of some of the heartaches and the headaches, cause uh, you know, you can't just have it all. It's not just unicorns and rainbows, everyone. It's just, <laughs> if it's only, not, right? It's not. You know, it's not, I will say that, you know, a lot of people have this idea and, you know, more power to them if they can make it work. I know for me, um, you know, the idea of 50-50 or I can figure out my personal and figure out my business and keep them both great is not possible for me. Like I, (laughs) I you know, I, I think, I think when you, I think in life, like when you, when you're giving a hundred percent to your business, there's your personal is going to be affected. I mean, I was, I was a, I'm a prime example of that. Like I, you know, I, I always say that's why it's important for me to surround myself with people at my job, um, in my life that I care about and I want to hang out with, or like my thing is, oh, can I go have Thanksgiving dinner at your house? Right. Because I, in essence, you know, my mom is in Miami, my brother's in Miami, my life, my upbringing, my friends are all in Miami. And I left that for my career. And there's been um, things in my life that I've either missed, or I have to make sure to jump on a plane real quick to make happen because it's, it's the nature of what's happening. I'm giving so much more to my business now, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and so it's like my personal, I may not be there every day. I'll do my best, Right. And when I'm there, I'm present, you know, when it's those times where I can turn my phone off and just focus on my mom and focus on my brother and focus on my friends. I do that. But, you know, my career is taking a, a front seat. So when it does that, it's it's the imbalance. You have to uh, you have to just accept that there's Im- the imbalances happen. Yeah. The same thing in a relationship. I was in a relationship for a long time. You know, we wanted to get, you know, a little, a little personal and stuff. And, you know, him and I are great friends, but he knew that my career was 
the front seat. And he understood that, you know, he understood that he supported that um, and, and, you know, while we were together. And, and so I, I will say that was alignment too. I had people in my life that we may get into disagreements, but at the end of the day, they're there to support me, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. And that's really, that's honest, the God honest truth. I mean, right. I think that's with anybody who's ambitious, uh, driven, very career oriented. I mean, I think, I think it was Shonda Rhimes that said uh, that at any given time of any given moment, she's either being a horrible mom or a horrible boss because she can't be either. Like, yeah, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough. And, and the people that try to balance it, I mean, power to you. I did that at one point and I realized it's not a reality. You can't be everywhere at once. You can't, you know, Mm-mm. But also, so too, like, it's, like, it's kind of what you just said with, you know, finding the people around you, right, it, that it's very important to have those people around you who who understand you, what's driving you, the things Your that purpose. are important to you. Right. I mean, it's yes, it's not all about you, but I mean, it's, you know, you got to have those people who understand how you operate in the way that you live your life, because if right. you don't, then it's just clashing nonstop. Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I a thousand percent agree. And I'm really thankful that my mom, you know, uh, who I don't even know till this day, if she knows exactly what I do, she is an immigrant, <laughs> she is Cuban and she does not speak English like that. And so it's like, Oh, te vi en televisión. Oh, tu vi tu nombre. Oh, I see la entrevista, the, the interview on Facebook you just posted. Okay. And I do that so hard to know that she's like, okay, I'm, and you're making some money off it because there was a whole yeah. long time you wasn't making a dollar and you was over here chasing something and you wasn't sure what you was chasing. So, um, but yeah, so, but I, you know, and my friends, you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm so, I'm really thankful. I mean, it sounds so great in, in me saying it, but when you sit back, you know, of course you have your ups and downs and your daily, like what the hell is happening. But yeah. when you really sit back and look at the whole picture and just realize how not bad, it's not that bad. It really is not that bad, you know? Yeah. So you just hit on the fact of like, you know, a lot of people in this industry, you know, in artists in general, I mean, it's not necessarily an industry that likes to fork out money a whole bunch. Like it's not tech by any means. Um, so you kind of went through this a little bit in saying that there were times where you weren't exactly sure what you were chasing and you definitely were not bringing in the money. You want to elaborate on that a little bit more? Cause I think you're hitting home for a lot of people. <laughs> um, you know, I think that there's, there's a difference between a dollar and value, you know, and I think you have to, what's in front of you, you have to understand and see if it's worth your time which is more valuable than a dollar right so for me whatever experiences and circumstances that I've done or um that didn't pay what it was supposed to it ended up paying in the long run right there's a difference between instant gratification and knowing that this situation this form of payment may not be now may be down the line I mean I interned I didn't make a dollar when I first started I was just trying to see what the hell this whole thing was you know I was arts is arts and and the 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 arts and the entertainment have always been in my blood because my mom is a singer my mom has a band my grandfather was a trumpet player so like it's always been in my DNA but the business of entertainment is something that I never thought of you know um and so when I got into it 
uh, I wanted to really learn what this all is, you know, I wanted, and it, it intrigued me, um, you know, what it took for, for someone to entertain the masses, what it, all the work and the ups and downs to get to that stage, right, to get to that front of the audience moment for everybody. It's a whole lot of ups and downs and work and work and work and work to get somebody to that front stage. And that always really um, impressed me and, and just like, you know, sparked my interest. So knowing that I wanted to learn, learn what that took, what it takes, you know, the business behind it. So I wasn't really interested um, in the gossip per se, or even being someone in the spotlight. Um, you know, if I was ever in a spotlight, I wanted it to be because I do good work. Mm -hmm. um, so I say that to say that, you know, I started, you know, I knew the value. I, I didn't know what I was chasing, but I knew there was something there that kept me there. So I kept grinding it out until I got this position. And then the position that I got, it was like, you know, management um, only gets paid when the artist works. <laughs> so if they wasn't working, I wasn't eating. And, you know, so, that, it, so that was another like level of discipline and patience and it taught me how to, um, you know, maneuver money and make sure, okay, I need to know, I need to say, I need to save this amount of money. So it taught me life lessons, right. That maybe I didn't see at the moment when I was in my early, early twenties. Um, I was like, what the fuck? but now it's like, that taught me discipline. That taught me how to maneuver. That taught me how to save, you know, um, that taught me how to be patient. That taught me like, you know, I'm, I've always been, I, I eat, right. I pray what I eat because that's mm -hmm. always been my hustle, right? I was working for an independent label that don't have the big budgets like the the, the Atlantics and Def Jams of the world. And we had to make something out of nothing. And we had peanuts to work with because it's an independent label. So I had to learn that life lesson too, is like knowing how to stretch things out and hustling for what it is that you get. So, you know, now in my age, you know, um, I'm seeing those were all life lessons to get me to this point in life, you know? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Definitely. I think um, a lot of people, especially when you're first starting out, you know, you come out of college or wherever and you're just trying to explore and you're trying to find your way. And I think a lot of times people get so held up on the money aspect of things. Um, which I mean, is a very easy thing to do. I feel like it, I mean, you gotta, I eat. mean, you gotta pay bills, you gotta eat. but you gotta understand too, that if you want something this great, you gotta sacrifice because this, everybody wants to be in this. I mean, you know, everybody wants to be in entertainment. Oh my God. How do you do this? There's no blueprint for this shit. You just got to figure it out on your own. But I, when, when I wasn't making the money, you know, I was, I was bartending. I was hustling. I was, you, you know, waitress jobs. I, I got side jobs. I was, you know, I was borrowing money from friends. I was, I was, I was having, I was figuring it out, you know, and I, you know, I didn't have parents that could just yeah. you know, go at it. You know, I, I didn't have that, you know, my, around the time I had gotten into the business in a real way, you know, my, I had my family, you know, I had a bunch of family that passed away, including my father. And, and um, we didn't also weren't from money like that. We were, you know, regular, Degular people, you know, <laughs> the regular degular people. So I didn't have parents that can just say, oh, we'll just get you an apartment and put you up. And, you know, you have to figure it out. Do you think that that's probably like your biggest piece of advice to people is just like, just figure it out. Just don't, don't let things stand in your way to figure it out and keep moving. I think I can say, even if you don't have it figured out, keep going, you know, because I didn't have it 
figured out in the beginning. You know, sometimes I'm like, do I still have it figured out now? Do I have it now? But I think the pers- I think the level of resilience is key. Having Ooh. resilience, having a level of dedication and ethic is the advice, you know, even if you don't have it figured out because you'll never have it all figured out. That's, no. When you accept that and you just let the, the chips fall where they may, it all fall into place. I mean, you want to have a plan, but realize that plan may not happen the way direction. you direction. You want to have direction. That's the word. And then you'll shift. And mm-hmm. that's the thing, being okay with the shifts because yeah. it'll be a whole lot of shifts before you land. And then when you land to get to that next landing stage, you'll need a whole lot more shifts going to happen. So I think <laughs> you have to just be limber in your process. Yeah. I think it's, it's very true. We always like to tell people that, um, no one has it figured out. Like I thought I was going to have this thing called life figured out at 25, you know, cause I was dumb, young and dumb. And the- <laughs> oh, I <laughs> mean, it's like, not dumb, it's not, but I get it. It's not, it's not feasible. And on top right. of that too, you, no one has anything figured out at all. There, there is actually nothing to figure out. It's right. life. You know what I mean? It's not a destination that you're trying to get to. Right. Um, You're going to find as you start exploring a little bit more that it is, it's all about adapting and shifting. And as long as you kind of, you just have a little bit of a direction or something that you're shooting towards. Right. uh, It'll just, it'll work out. It'll just fall into place when it needs to. My biggest thing that I don't know about you, my biggest thing is patience. Mm. Your girl has, mm, your girl and patience, that's a, that's a virtue. I that's have that's like oil and vinegar, practice. right? Girl, <laughs> I'm on the same boat with you. No, um, I mean, I, I, I've, I've definitely um, learned patience, still learning patience, um, you know, with different endeavors in my life. Um, but patience, like you said, is key. Patience mm-hmm. and just, you know, um, you see something on the gram or you see somebody next to you and you're like, damn, why am I not there? Why is that not happening for me? You know, it's all divine timing, you know, and, and, or, or whatever it is that you're into, it's all in, in the deck of cards that are meant for you. And probably you weren't giving that because you probably weren't prepared for it, you know? And yeah, you think it's not your time. It's not your time. It's not your time. Not Maybe your time. You, if you got the, if you got that blessing, you probably wouldn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And, that, you, yeah. and you don't also want to like force that blessing either, because right. then it's just like, sometimes it just falls apart in ways that you, you can't put back together mm-hmm. yeah and then it, and then it just you know that's it there goes that opportunity you try to you right. try to you know force things to happen and just you know be patient and that's myself too because sometimes like you said you know you look at the gram you're looking at what other people are doing and you're just like I'm not there yet what's going on but I think one of the important things that you can do is take a step back and realizing that you are comparing yourself and you need to right. stop and to have some faith and you know, keep a head down, keep working hard and keep going at it. And it'll, it'll fall in line when it's supposed to. And if you compare, it's only to help motivate because I don't think comparing, I don't see like a lot of people be like, Oh, comparing. I don't think comparing is such a bad thing. I, I, I want to compare myself to the greats. I want to compare myself to the Shonda Rhimes and Ava DuVarney's and the, 
those people of the world because I want to I would like to I don't want to say be them I want to be myself a greater version of myself but I'm so inspired and motivated by what they've accomplished and what they've done but you know as long as you compare it's only to help push you more right yeah yeah and you know what I think that's correct that's 100% correct and I haven't had anybody kind of put that into perspective um on our show before because it is like that I mean I have like I love Oprah Winfrey I don't know very many people who doesn't love who don't right Mother O, okay, Mother O. Mother O. She exactly right. I was like, I love me some Mother O, and I'm like, I, I mean, I would love to be able to do the things that she has she has done in her life and help right. the people that she's you know, helped and, and accomplish all of these wonderful, great things that she's done, of course, on, on my terms and like on, on, you know, with me not following exactly in her footsteps, but right. as an inspiration for sure. Um, speaking of, you know, Oprah, we all know that she, she practices some, some spiritualness and all that kind of stuff. I'm a, I'm a sucker for super soul Sunday. Not going to lie. Love me some super soul Sunday. Yep. Um, so I know that you yourself in this journey, you've kind of had your own spirituality, you know, checks and, and, and things that you've done or even realized, you want to talk about that? Um, alignment is key for me. And, um, I come from a very spiritual household. You know, my mother has um, raised me in a way that to look at how you, you know, religion and spiritualism are two different things. People look at, you know, and, and by all means, this is no disrespect to anybody's way of belief, but I think that's it, right? We should respect everybody's way of belief. You know, I have this, I have this weirdness. I don't want to say weirdness, but I, you know, I believe that everything is a face to one, you know, and I think what's important in this world is how you treat people and the people that you were born with, your, 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 your brothers and sisters, your tribe, that God or whoever your higher power is, has put you in this world with and how you treat each other, how you help walk each other home, you know, Mm. that's Mm. the most important thing. And, and I think that's more important than any religious temple that you praise um you know um so for me alignment has been key you know and as I gotten older I feel like that's the most important thing um in order to get to where I need to go um and and help the people that are with me is that so I'm I'm in this path you know of spiritualism I'm uh abstaining from the uh the, the the delicacies of this world at this moment. I am not drinking. I am not smoking. I am barely putting on any makeup. I am Alicia Keysing it. Is that what they say? Yes. Alicia, you know, she just decided to say, forget makeup and everything. I'm kind of in that path um, also. Uh, and just trying to, you know, block out the noise. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm taking some time to not um, go out, uh, you know, to parties, you know, unless it's all work related or family related I'm you know not doing those things and just hoping to block out the noise to hear to hear God's voice you know and how, um, how has that been thus far have you noticed anything been, yeah you know it's been um it's been four months now you know I, wow. and I, I started right you know Latinos and I think people in general we love us some Noche Buena which is the 24th of December you we love you some you know a nice little coquito or some you know some rum and rum punch or something like that and I started right around that whole time so it was not easy you know mama have a glass <laughs> of red wine I'm over here like with some water so um but it's it's all discipline I think 
anything in life requires discipline, whether you want to lose weight, get to the next, uh, get to the next level in your career, um, have a successful loving relationship, have a, a fruitful friendship. I think everything requires discipline. Um, and so for me, I've had, you know, I've, I feel like I've been disciplined, but this is a, a test of that, you know, and just seeing how long I can do it for. So I'm abstaining from those things and I'm just trying to focus on what I need to focus on, you know, so I can get to where I want to get to. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, we're kind of at the point in our interview where I always kind of like to ask, you know, you have talked about such amazing opportunities that have come your way, such great mm-hmm. spiritualism. You know, what are your words of wisdom for those who are trying to figure it all out themselves, who maybe just need a reminder of, you know, to keep going? I posted something this morning on my stories that I saw, um, you know, a friend of mine's post saying, you know, stop trying to compare yourself to nor- to normalcy. Like, you know, if you're a cool, weird person, then embrace that and don't try to be like everybody else. So, I mean, I don't want to be cliche in saying that, but I think you have to forge your own path and be, if not confident, at least okay where you're at, you know, and where you're supposed to go, you know, and, and I'm not going to act like I have this, you know, immense level of confidence all the time. You know, I don't, I'm human. I have things that happen in my life that make, make me doubt that, but I don't, um, unpack a bag and live in that moment. Right. I think, you know, it's okay to have moments. It's okay to have those, you know, points where you're like, what the hell is going on and vent in whatever way is, cool with you or you it, it helps you but get back to the get back to it you know get back to it and don't unpack in that I also think that you know whatever I don't know if this is you know life wisdom or just career wisdom I'll, I'll all think, of the above I think both go hand in hand a little bit um I think that having a level of discipline mm-hmm. and whatever it is that you're trying to do in life you know um whether again it's you know trying to shed those pounds or, you know, trying to make a real different career choice, you know, I think having discipline and being dedicated um, and having your ethics and your principles in play, you know, I always say that in the career life, in the career that I've had, I haven't had to shift on those, you know, no matter the crazy chaos that's been around me. And um, I've never had to shift from my principles and, and what I believe in and what's important for me, you know. Um, so I think those things are super key, whatever your, uh, business goal is, I think you have to really work your butt off. You know, I think we're in a, we're in a a frame of time where we have all these people that we see on social media and it's such an influence in our lives. And you see these people with these, you know, all things, the things, right? these, all, all, these all, things, the all the things that you're like, damn, am I in the wrong career path? These motherfuckers making more money than me. But, um, but I think that, you know, uh, uh, and it's a great thing because they figured out what their niche is, right? They figured out that they have a level of influence and they're making a bag from it. Mm. So I think it's a beautiful thing as well. I think for me, um, I want to be, uh, if I'm recognized for, by wonderful platforms like So She Slays, I want it to be because I slay at my job. I slay at my mm-hmm. career. I slay in how I treat people, I slay in my principles and I slay in those things that are important for me, you know, 
um, everything else is secondary to that. So um, I, I just think like being, you know, standing firm in what it is that you want and working your butt off to get there, research and progress and study and grow from that, you know? Um, and, and, you know, the, the, the notoriety comes after the hustle for me, you know? Yeah. So I think, um, I think knowing the hustle and knowing the hustle, getting the hustle going is key. So Exactly. Yeah, there's so many other things, but those are, I think, the top for me. And 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 your and I think your network is your net worth, right? Like in reality, like I think the relationships that you form in business and in life um, are the things that you should hold on to because that's more value than a dollar. You know, there was what is it? Kanye West did the great drink champs interview, and he talked about he didn't have money on him but he was able to make calls to different friends and stay in their houses. And he had the CEO of Balenciaga and he didn't have any clothes and he called and he was able to go and get, you know, and get clothes from Balenciaga. I think that was a story, but that's, of course, he's a man of influence and power, but he's a man with relationships that he tapped into. So I think for me, relationships are way more important than a dollar and calling those people, tapping into those people and, and so really see the people that are around you, see how you can help them, how they can help you, how you guys can help each other, how you guys can all grow in your career. You know, I'm talking career specifically now, you know, so um, I've, I've I, you know, in my career, I, I'm proud to say that there are producers that I've brought on board that didn't have TV experience or didn't have much of it, but there was something that they showed me and just like me somebody saw something in me that maybe I didn't see in myself at the time I saw something in them that I thought was fabulous and great and why are you not doing this and I was able to give them an opportunity and they are I need them I need them now because they were my net worth and my network around me so yeah oh my gosh so powerful I I hope everybody kind of took a second to to digest that because I feel like there's were that was a lot of like nuggets of information and things that you need to start, you know, being aware of, I think in, in life and in, in career, especially if you are trying to build something, it's not easy. Um, and, and we don't like to sugarcoat it here on So She Slays at all. It's not easy. Even with So She Slays, I mean, we're in year seven and we're still trying to figure it out. We're, you know, people, we have people like yourselves joining us and we get to talk and we're so excited, but also too, like, I mean, it's work and, and, you know, we have an amazing team that is on board and they believe just as much as we believe. And, you know, it's important to have that type of, uh, you know, network and that type of team and foundation around you. Yep. You guys are popping. Shout out to So She Slay. Girl, I was, I was so excited to have you on. I can't even. Oh, I, appreciate <laughs> it. I, I never take these opportunities lightly. And, and I'm always so just and still in awe of anybody wanting to talk to little Omi. So I appreciate this um, conversation. Uh, it felt it flowed very well. I'm usually yes, not it things, yes, it did. Yes, it did. Thank you so um, much. So to wrap it up, where can people follow you and find out? Because I mean, Black Ink, you're... Don't you have something like it's it's coming? Don't you have a premiere or something? Yeah, so Black Ink Crew Compton season two, where the babies of the franchise uh, premiered uh, February twenty first. So we're on uh, for, until May, twelve episodes uh, concurrently every Monday at nine p.m. EST and nine p.m. PST. Um, and you know, it's a it's a really dope uh, group of individuals, very um, artistic, uh, you know, and trying to figure out their way. 
that they're trying to figure out their way. Um, you know, KP and his team um, are building the first uh, tattoo shop, the first legal tattoo shop in Compton. And that has a level of um, ups and downs. And you'll see Oof. him in figuring that out, especially after COVID where, you know, he had something and then COVID happened and there were so many restrictions with, you know, businesses like tattoo shops and salons and everything in between. So him kind of coming out of that hellhole and, and, you know, building something that is meaningful for his community. He is Compton to the day he dies. He says, I am Compton before anything. So um, him and his cousin, and then you have a great group of really dope artists that are trying to figure out their way to, um, you know, and, and that always comes with, uh, you know, there's good days and bad days, I will say that. So, um, but it's been an honor um, and a pleasure to work with them for them to open up their lives to the cameras and to the, and to the world, um, you know, because, you know, not everybody has their good days. And I think people that do reality TV, they get, you know, people have many opinions of people on reality TV, but at the end of the day, they are there. They entertain you. You watch it. Yeah. It's a huge, it's a huge genre, <laughs> you know, and, and they have, they're brave enough to live their life publicly, even when their lives are not the best. Um, Lots of vulnerability. Uh, you know, to entertain you, right? So, and and things that are probably, we wouldn't have the balls to go up there and do or talk about or say or see or have the world as a witness. So I, you know, I commend everybody that that does that type of, um, that type of, of work. Yeah, so. that's rough. Mm -hmm. um, yep. But, you know, good because i think at the same time bring some humanity back to things right it brings humanity yep and i think we're in times that we need that you know I, a lot of a lot of a lot of stuff has happened these past two years and i think we just need to recognize that we're all just human you know mm -hmm. going through mm -hmm. all going all through our own shit <laughs> yes mm -hmm. um well thank you so much for thank joining for us me. i, I love this conversation and um, until next time, Slay Nation, we will chat with you later. Slay Nation, I like that. Yes. <laughs>